Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I'm Hallie Evelyn, and I have with me today one of my most interesting guests to date. This is Teresa Melvin. She is the creator of an NFT series called Ava Ramona. And I just sort of am gobsmacked by the fact that she is a tween. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. Teresa, are you 12? Is that right? Actually, I turned 13 a few months ago. Okay. So you're 13. You are not a tween. You are 18. This is really exciting. I mean, when I was 13, let's see, I was in eighth grade. I was just had moved to Hawaii for the first time. And I was really trying to get my sea legs around being a teenager. In my life, I never would have created something. And you have done this incredible thing. Explain how you got started, what you wanted to do, and tell us a little bit about Ava Ramona. So I started off in the NFT space when I was 12 years old, last year in August. And I was just creating artworks and making videos and posting them on Instagram. Then my dad, who's been in the NFT space longer than me, he introduced it to me and he told me all the basics. And he said it was going to be a great space for me to grow as an artist. So I tried making my first NFT about my character, Ava. And like since then, being in the NFT space has like changed my life, basically. And I have these two characters as well that I love creating into NFTs. These two characters are called Ava and Ramona. These two are my original characters, and I made them up a few years ago. So Ava loves donuts, and she's a very bubbly, cute character. And her best friend is Ramona, and she's very bold, and she loves skateboarding. And these two are BFFs. And I'm in the making of a project right now about these two characters, Ava Ramona. So it's going pretty well. And yeah. So, okay, let's back up. I've talked on the show a lot about NFTs and my belief that they are a lot more than art. Art is like the first vector in for a lot of people. But I see NFTs in really every business aspect that we're going to have. But for anybody who hasn't listened to those old episodes, they don't even really know what an NFT is. So describe Ava and Ramona as NFTs as opposed to as art. So basically like NFTs are non-fungible tokens, fungible meaning replaceable. So it's like non-replaceable tokens. Which makes them unique, right? Like each token is unique. Yes. And you can like create, sell, and in different marketplaces. So I use OpenSea and Foundation. And those are the online marketplaces. OpenSea, I know, is the largest online NFT marketplace, right? So you put your stuff on there and then people do what's called minting, right? They create the NFT itself, yes? 
Yes. Which is unique to them and different each time, right? Yeah. And basically what I'm doing is I create digital art, an app called Procreate. So with these illustrations, digital illustrations I do of my two characters, I'm in them as NFTs so people can collect them. That's basically how the NFTs work and how I make it. And you have said there is a lot more to NFTs than just art. And yeah, that's what I believe as well, because making these NFTs for my new project, which is going to be a collection, I want to give a lot of utilities, which means like when somebody collects my artwork, they'll get a lot more than just that NFT. So I'm still planning that and working on that. And it's pretty exciting. It's pretty fun. Yeah. When people say utility, like add utility in any other business market, I think we would say we would want it to add value, but definitely the word is utility in the crypto and the NFT space. So do you sell these or do you give them away? How do people get your NFTs? Actually, it's kind of both. So I'll explain. I used to create NFTs where people can collect them. So I sell them. And I had this collection called Genesis Sketches by Teresa Melvin on OpenSea. And what that is, is basically when somebody collects one of my NFTs that's like a final piece, they get the sketch version, which is also an NFT for free. So that's what I'm doing. And actually, for my new collection, anybody who holds any of my NFTs, if it's like one, two, three, or five, any number of amount that they collect of my NFTs in my new collection, they'll get that amount for free. Wow. Yeah, sure. Added value, added utility, as we were saying. You know, I read this morning that Board Ape Yacht Club just became this kind of juggernaut. They're in the billions and billions of dollars that they've taken in. They said, even though the market's in the tank right now, that the Board Ape Yacht Club has been doing really well. What do you think about that kind of NFT where it's aimed at grown men, it's uh, fairly unattractive physically. Like, I mean, these apes are, they're either scary looking or they're just super ugly. And then they have this incredible appeal. To me, I look at something like Ava Ramona and I'm like, that I would much rather have an Ava or a Ramona because they're super cute. So what do you think the appeal is for something like Board Ape Yacht Club? And have you ever thought about making something really scary or ugly just to see if the bros like it? Well, basically a lot of people in the NFT space, I would say they would like buy the Board Apes. I think it's because of like how much value it has. And I like to focus a lot on the kid projects as well, because I want to give some light to the kid creators because there's a lot of great NFT kid artists as well. So that's what I want to do. And I want it to be more of like a collaboration and not a competition. So I want to bring light to like a lot of the kids who are amazing at art. With my new collection, I am in the process of making all the traits right now. And it depends on my art style, if my art style will change over the years. But right now, this is how it is. And I want to keep improving in my art, learning different things. And that's basically how it's going when I'm creating my NFTs and what I want to do in the NFT space. So would you own a board ape or no? 
I would say I don't want to because I'm actually collecting a lot of kid NFTs. And like in my collection, Ava Mona, what I'm going to do is the part of the fund that I get when people collect my artwork, I'm going to use part of that to collect a lot of kid artists. So I would say to bring light, you know, the things that people don't usually notice or not many people know about or agree with, if that makes sense. So this goes back to what you were saying earlier, which I love, and that is the idea of collaboration and not competition. I feel like that's a very feminine approach. The masculine approach is the dog eat dog. The female approach is more allowing for that collaboration and allowing for, as you said, like to promote other artists that maybe wouldn't have as much of a voice if you didn't notice them or if other people didn't notice them. So do you see that a lot with other kids in the space as well? Or is that something that you think is more unique to you? I would say that I see it in a lot of areas when I'm going to like kid spaces and Twitter spaces or just going to other kid creators in the space. I would also say like there's not a lot of Twitter spaces where it's uh, safe for the younger people to join in and learn from all these people. So I'm actually making Twitter spaces every Sunday with another kid artist. We're collaborating to spotlight other kid artists in the space. So I actually have a space for that tomorrow in my Twitter. So I would say I see a lot of like collaboration when it comes to kid communities and projects. And I'm actually part of a community called NFT Kids Magazine. And it has a lot of kids who are in the NFT space where they give a lot of opportunities for them. We're all in this together. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. I met you at Crypto Connect Expo a couple weekends ago, or well, last weekend, a couple weekends ago. And I was so pleased because you were so articulate about your work and you were just so, I don't know, shiny is the word that I want to use. You were beaming. You were so excited about what you were doing and you were sitting at the NFT Kids booth, but they were showcasing you. There weren't even any adults around while I was there. It was just you and some other kids showing off your art. Your mom was like two booths down. And I remember I went and asked her permission if I could interview you. But I think that's really beautiful. Your dad was the one that introduced you to NFTs. And your mom's the one that's accompanying you from Texas. You can come to Florida and be a participant in this show. I think that's so incredible. And It's really lovely that your parents are supporting you. They're supporting your art and they're supporting your creativity. And they're also supporting you. I don't know, until a couple of years ago, we totally would have just called a programmer. Like you would have just been a digital programmer because we didn't have the word NFT until very recently. When we created digital art, it was like you were using your computer. But then the idea that you also could get that out there electronically, sell it electronically, That's really brand new. And I think it's giving people who are your age and this whole generation, are you Gen Z or are you younger than that? I don't even know. Is there a gen for you yet? It's like Gen Z. (laughs) You are Gen Z. Okay, okay. So I don't know what's going to come after that because they started with X. I was Gen X. And so now they've only gotten to Gen Z. And it's like, is the next group going to be Gen A? I don't even know. Anyway, all the Gen Z generation is the first one y'all, it's like y'all came out 
holding like digital pencils for your digital tablets and operating inside of that space. Babies with smartphones, that was something that even a few years back you couldn't have. People would be like, don't touch my very expensive smartphone, small child. And you guys have gotten to really grow up with that technology. So it wasn't anything you had to learn as much as it is kind of your native language. And I think that's really important because it means that you think in kind of a bigger picture sense, more holistically, I'll say. It's like you can see 360 degrees because just like being bilingual, do you speak more than one language or you just speak English? I do. I'm born in India and I do. I know Malayalam. Oh, wow. Okay. So you speak two languages? Yeah. And you actually speak three because you speak digital and you speak fluent digital. Do you speak Hindi or a different dialect? What do you speak? I speak Malayalam. Malayalam. How did I do? You did good. Did I say it right? <laughs> okay. Well, to me, you spoke that language at birth. Did you speak English from birth also? I spoke English, I think, a little later. It was Malayalam from birth. Well, I would have had no idea because you sent to me, you just sound totally American and assimilated and all of that. But I think, again, you have exactly that same training with your digital language that you started that as a very, very young child as well. And I'm really excited to see what you end up doing with it. I think it's going to be really just incredible. What do you want to do? You're going to keep being an artist. I guess at 13, you're probably already having those questions about like, what am I going to be when I grow up? But what do you think you want to do in the online space? I definitely want to grow my Ava Ramona. That's a big thing that I really want to happen in the future. Even when I grow up, make it like open to a lot of people, a lot of kids and parents. And in the digital world, in the online world, I really want to teach other kids about digital art and different tools that I use, for example, Figma or Trello. Okay, I literally heard of Figma for the first time last week. And yes, from a crypto friend. So that's really interesting. I've used Trello before, but it's basically for project management. What's Figma for? In Figma, you can design anything. I'm actually designing, well, not me, but we're designing my website with these two Webflow developers with the help of my dad as well. So that's how I'm designing my website there. And it's, it's a really cool tool to collaborate on designing different things. And it's a good tool. I'm learning all these tools just through online and in the empty space. And it's basically in the process of making my project. I'm learning all these different tools, all these different techniques. That's how I keep on learning. And that's how I keep on improving and learning from others as well. So in the future, maybe I want to create art classes as well. Because my passion is not only just like art, but I like to teach other people about art as well. Maybe online art classes, maybe in the metaverse as well, because that could definitely happen in the future. So there's many hopes for that as well. And my project, I went up, way up from just Figma, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Thank you for explaining all of that. So let's talk about the metaverse for a minute. There's like already like 75 competing metaverses. What do you think about all of that? Have you played inside of them? What do you like? What do you not like about different metaverses? Actually, I when I was in Crypto Connect, 
I got to play with virtual reality with like VR headset. So it was really fun. It got some getting used to, but it was really fun. And I don't know about like all these competing metaverses because I don't know much about that. I don't know a lot about the metaverse where I can talk about it a lot, but learning about it is really fun and exciting. And actually, I have the Oculus at home, which is like a VR headset, and I haven't used it yet but I'm going to. <laughs> I love playing with the Oculus. I have promised myself I'm going to get one for Christmas because I played with it at my cousin's house last year and I was like in love with it. I mean, these were some cool things that I did with it. I went and stood at my mother's flat in London on the street in front of her building. And we were still in not exactly locked down because I was in San Diego while this was happening and I live in Miami. So I was obviously not at my house, but I wasn't able to go to England. There was still a quarantine on and I hadn't been able to see my mother in person for over two years. And I actually got to see her about six months after that for the first time in about two and a half years. And that, I don't know, you've never been away from your mother for two and a half years, but it was hard. And I got to go and stand in front of the door to her building on her street and look left and look right and turn around and see the hotel that's behind her. And it felt like I was standing there and it was deeply peaceful for me to be able to be there in that moment when I couldn't be there with her in person. And then after that, I went to what turned out to be my cousin's hangout that he's put together which was this gorgeous apartment where you just like could hang out on the sofa or you could look out over, I think it was the Grand Canyon or something. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. There were hot air balloons in the distance and it was this just beautiful, what they called in the 60s, a pad, just a really cool apartment to hang out in. And then I went to try yoga and I was able to do yoga. It was just me and the yoga instructor, and we were in a rainforest. And I could look all around the rainforest, but I could also physically using the Oculus, I was doing up dog and down dog in the room. The Oculus uses a grid. So I was in a little box, basically, that was just big enough for my body to be able to stretch out, do plank position or whatever. But when I was looking around, it was this really beautiful rainforest. And you know, the Oculus is like full headgear. So you look up and you see the sky and you look down and you see the ground and you look all around and you see that atmosphere. And it's incredibly photorealistic. So I thought those were beautiful, beautiful things. Then I admit I went and killed some zombies for a while. Just saying, like there might have been zombies in that session also. And that was really scary because, I mean, it felt like I was really there. And they were coming at me fast and furious. And my heart rate is like oh, going crazy. The whole experience is very real when you do it. So I want to encourage you to get into the Oculus because I just thought it was fantastic. It's like been a year and a half and I still remember like every piece of it because it was just like being there. So I thought that was really cool. That's awesome. Now I really can't wait to try it out. It sounds so fun seeing other people talk about it and experience it. So yeah, I'm definitely going to try it out. It's already so. Can you imagine like it's two years from now and you and Ava and Ramona are all hanging out inside of the metaverse together? Yeah. That would be cool, right? That would be so cool. 
Yeah. So is there any kind of a social purpose behind what you're doing? Are you, is there any kind of teaching element I want to ask to Ava and Ramona or are they just for fun? In my project, it is for fun, but not just for fun. I really want to teach other kids about it as well. Teach like kids about art and the different tools I use, like I said before. In my YouTube channel, I'm actually doing a few lives. I've already done my first live with another kid who's and look, she's not a kid, but my point is she's a young creator in the space as well. It's so cool. So I'm going to do a lot of more lives going on and a lot of tutorials and videos in my YouTube. And I also want to, in my project, I want to connect with a lot of other kids. And I'm actually not going to use Discord for now because with school and everything, it's hard to manage Discord. But, you know, we'll see in the future. But for now, I'm just not going to do Discord. It's a lot. I know a lot of people who could be using Discord and don't like it. And I'm one of the people that I'm like, as a user, I'm always like, don't make me join the Discord channel. So yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Although I think a lot of people in the crypto space are on Telegram, but there's also a lot of people just doing stuff in Twitter spaces on YouTube. I mean, it sounds like you're using Ava and Ramona to build community. And I think that's really powerful. So good for you. I actually have another collection that I'm doing while I'm creating this collection and doing other things. So there's this collection on OpenSea. It's called Teresa's Friends. And actually, it's not for sale or anything. It's just there as an NFT because in Teresa's Friends, I'm drawing all my friends who are in the NFT space. I'm drawing their portraits. So it's a way to keep these memories forever. And through Teresa's friends, I can also spotlight a lot of kid artists. I can put their bio and I can talk about them when I'm creating the work. So that's another way that using my art, I can help other people. So that's an amazing thing for me. So that's what I'm doing. And that's how I want it to be in Ava Ramona, not just the art. Yeah, art is my passion. I love that. When I was your age, you either went to college or you didn't go to college. My observation is you're going to have a college education by the time you graduate from high school because teaching yourself things like Figma, Trello, that's not teaching yourself Figma and Trello. It's teaching yourself project management. It's teaching yourself interface design or it's teaching yourself computer programming flow and all of those things are so important. But again, you're coming to it very organically. So there was a time people would ask me, because I've been in business a very long time, like three of your lifetimes is almost how long I've been in business. Not that long, but it's almost like two and a half of your lifetimes is how long I've been in business. And when I look at the conversation about school, education, paying for that kind of education, especially now with like student loans being forgiven, like a little bit of them anyway, I realized that the world has changed so much. Your parents are going to be mad at me for saying this, but you may not need to go to college because you will have been getting so much of an education like all the way along the way that again, by the time you graduated from high school, it's like you would have an undergrad degree. If you said to me, hey, well, I want to be a doctor of some kind, I'd be like, okay, you know, you got to go to school. But the ability for you to earn like a really great living and love what you do is right there for you. And you're already doing that. You're not saying, 
like, well, I'm in school and I have to wait till I graduate. That's what everybody said to me when I was your age. And it was like, you wanted to do something. They were like, I don't know, have a bake sale or something or have a lemonade stand kid. And here you're basically creating a career for yourself just automatically by doing what you love. And I think that's so important. And I think that you're a completely an inspiration to women of all ages because of the fact that you are making a living already kind of almost accidentally doing what you love. I think that's so amazing. Good for you. Thank you so much. Going into this space, I didn't know what to expect of it because, you know, I was very curious and I was still learning about it at first. It was all confusing to me, but now it's like, it's a way that I can build my future on what I love and that can be my future. So that's amazing. In school, they don't really teach all this stuff as well. So I think that's something they should do. (laughs) I agree with you. Yes, I think that would be really great. My observation from when I went to school was about two thirds of what they taught you was not that useful. Do they have basic financial classes yet for in school? Do they teach you basics of finances about like keeping budgets and saving money? And do they teach you that stuff yet or no? They do teach that stuff, but all this text of about the Web3 space, I don't see that in school. They haven't gotten it's it's too new to create curriculum and then to have that curriculum approved by each state and then to have that implemented in schools two to three years, maybe more, especially if there's a bunch of people saying we shouldn't bother teaching that because who cares? It's just a fad, which is we are still in that stage. I mean, you're like light years ahead of most of the people on school boards right now, because again, they didn't grow up with it. So they don't understand it. So it's like you're saying to them, this brand new thing came along and they're like, wait, kid, it could go away next year. They've seen that too. I think a lot of people don't yet understand the direction that we're going in. So what's your next thing that you want to conquer? I don't exactly know what I want to conquer. What's my like biggest goal where I can like reach it and I can say like, that's cool. But just growing with what I know and what I want to do, if that makes kind of sense, because I don't exactly know what my goal is other than share the knowledge that I get from learning all this stuff to other kids around the world. I really want to inspire other kids. And basically, yeah, that is my goal. And that goal is going to keep on growing. It's not just like, oh, that goal is finished now. It's awesome. But it's like just growing with it. It's never going to really end, I guess. It's ongoing. Yes. I love that. Love that. All right. So what is one more thing that you want all the women in this audience to know? To all the women in the audience who's watching this right now, I would say, do what you love and don't let anybody stop you from doing that. Be your own boss. Don't let others' opinions take you down. Just keep going from that. And I know you might hear this a lot, but it's important to apply that in your life and that'll get you to achieve your dreams and even more. Uh, That is good advice at any age. Teresa Melvin, you are a woman beyond your years. That is all I have to say. (laughs) Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. 
Thank you. It was really fun talking to you and you're an awesome person too. <laughs> Thank you so much. If you have enjoyed this episode of Goddess of Crypto, please comment, like, and subscribe. And most importantly, share this with all the women in your world, your sisters, your friends, your girlfriends, your moms, your grandmas, and your kids. Because when we share this information with women, we are making the world a better place. I'll see you next time. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege. It's your right.